Welcome to the Dildork Storky Discourse on Sex, Dating, and Masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex blogger, a sex journalist, and I really like hitting people and getting hit. I'm just gonna say it. I got no pun. I got no funny way to say that. That's just straight up true. Who are you, Fred? <laughs> I'm Bex. I'm a sex educator and a sex blogger, and I guess I'm kind of a pain slut. Mm-hmm. I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like... That is not actually a thing, like, a label I've given myself for the most part, because it seemed presumptuous, really. <laughs> like, that is like, setting expectations like high. It seems like something someone else should call you instead of your own self. Right. It's kind of like yeah. being an ally, you know? You don't get to... <laughs> <laughs> you don't just get to claim it. It's something you do, not something you are. <laughs> but, like... Very many tops have hit me and then gone, wow, you like a lot of pain, huh? (laughs) So, I guess that's a thing, like, I don't know, it doesn't seem like I have that high of a pain tolerance to me, but... But that's one of the weird things about pain stuff in general, is, like, you only know what you feel, right? So, like, unless you are also topping, you don't have a, a lot of, like, frame of reference for what's normal for folks, so... Interesting. Right. I just kind of, like, I mean, I get hit in front of people a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. almost all of my impact play, I think, has been in public places. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, I just rely on the gasps of the people near me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, when when you you can feel it. When someone hits you hard, like, you can feel it, but then you can, like, feel it in the room. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's a mood shift. How do you uh, differentiate between pain slut and masochist? Are those kind of two different labels for you, or are they synonymous? They're synonymous, but I feel like they have slightly different contexts. I mean, pain slut just seems more sexual, mm-hmm. and se- <laughs> like obviously, and you wouldn't seems probably more see that like... in a textbook. But I mean, I don't know what kind of textbooks they're writing these days. Well, no, just like more of a sexual tone to the spanking and the pain, mm-hmm. yeah. like. Whereas a masochist might just enjoy pain and it might exclusively be kink, I feel like pain slut is more for people who, like, blend sex and kink, or at least that's the tone it says to me. I don't know that that's a real meaning, but, like, that's how it feels in my heart, is yeah. it's related to my more the more sexual side of kink for me. Yeah, and also... And- there are people who are purists about the word masochist and they only want to use it about people for whom their neurological wiring is such that they actually do experience pain as pleasure, which like I have only known maybe a couple people like that in my whole life. Um, I've yeah. known far more people who are into pain for a variety of other reasons, physical or psychological or what have you. And I think pain slut can be a good term for those people if they're into that. Yeah. Like I don't, pain doesn't feel like pleasure. I just like what pain feels like. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. a distinct sensation. It's just another one that I enjoy. Yeah, and I like some of the peripheral effects that I get from pain. Like, it's definitely not the pain itself that is the thing for me most of the time. Like, it's kind of like the meditative headspace I get into, or the feeling of accomplishment, or the feeling of having pleased my partner, or any combination of those things. It's very much linked with exhibitionism for me. Mm-hmm. Like, even if the only person watching me is the person hitting me, Mm-hmm. is very much in, like, showing off how much I can take. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm really into Marks, too, because you have, like, the evidence of it afterwards. I heard that as, like, Karl Marx, and I was like, what the fuck are you about to say about 
socialism and impact play. I need to know. Uh, And that's not what it was. (laughs) So today we're talking about impact play, which is one of our favorite subjects. It's, uh, it's had a big impact on both our lives. Really? You had to come back (laughs) around to use the pun. You Uh, didn't have it earlier. So like, (laughs) I'm definitely, I definitely made that pun the last time we talked about this, but whatever. It's a classic. (laughs) (laughs) Hit me baby one more time. Am I right? Um, oh God. Okay. So, uh, we have like a ton of listener questions on this today, so I think we're going to mostly focus on those, but I did just want to do a a check-in, uh, since the last time that we really delved into Impact Play on the show. Um, how have your feelings on Impact Play evolved over the past couple of years? Well, I've come to recognize, so I thought I was like, ah, like, I like to get hit and I like thuddy pain. Um, Mm mm-hmm. And now I'm like, all right, so, okay, so, brief anecdote. I negotiated two (laughs) different impact scenes um, within two days of each other while I was at, while I was in Atlanta, and both of those negotiations happened in front of the same third person, and Uh he kept making fun of me because I said the same sentence both times, which is, I really like thuddy impact. But then people hit me with stingy things, and I realize I also like that. So, (laughs) and I always forget I like it, but then I enjoy Uh it. So, Mm -hmm. so that's where I fall on spanking stuff right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, brief primer for those who don't know. Thuddy versus stingy is a way of describing sensation in impact play. Uh, You can think of thuddy more as like a punch and stingy more like a slap. Uh, that's a very broad way of putting it. Um, most people who are into impact play have kind of like a strong preference one way or the other in my experience, but there are definitely people who don't and who like both. Yeah, I actually like to like switch it up and have both and go back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. I also like like it's different on different parts of my body. Like I really enjoy thuddy impact on my chest um, mm. and like a little bit on my upper back. But I'm down for stingier impact on, like, my ass and thighs. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely lean thuddy, but I also think they both have their place, and it really depends on what I'm trying to achieve, because, like, I can take much more of thuddy impact. Um, I can take it for a much longer period of time and still enjoy myself. Um, and it kind of takes me into subspace, like, more slowly and gently, whereas stingy impact is like immediately really hard for me to take i can't take as much for as long um but it really kind of like pulls me down into subspace very quickly in a way that sometimes is exactly what i want and it's also like really distracting from any negative thoughts i might be having which like impact is sometimes something i use to help me when i'm having depression or anxiety acutely and um and so you know it really depends on what you're going for yeah for me stingy impact like so thuddy impact feels better physically um i mm-hmm. enjoy the sensation of it more but stingy impact mm-hmm. is harder for me to take and part of what i like about spanking is overcoming something that's hard to take so stingy yeah. is hotter for me psychologically and this mm-hmm. is something i'm realizing as i say it so that's interesting <laughs> 
That is interesting. I, I feel like my psychological motivations about impact play have changed a lot over the past couple of years too. Cause like when I first got into it, I was very impressed with myself and just like wanted to take as much as I could and like be bruised a lot and impress people a lot. And that was kind of my motivation. And then as I got more into it, I found that like, I just wasn't as into that anymore. And I was kind of more interested in like finding sort of the edge where like the pain became almost unbearable, but like still enough that I could take and, and kind of like riding that edge. And then I also really became interested in like the meditative, like flow state headspace that you can get into from pain where, um, it's almost like it reminds me of like hypnosis or like of being really sleepy or really drunk or really high. It's this kind of like euphoric headspace where there's like time dilation and, um, a loss of a sense of self. And, um, it can also come with like a feeling of great closeness with my partner. Um, it's, it's a natural high. It's an anti-drug. Although, you know, I still, I still do smoke (laughs) weed. (laughs) Okay. Here's a question. I feel like I know the answer to this, but I just want to check in and see how you're feeling. Do you like, uh, topping ever when it comes to impact? No. (laughs) I top for some things. Impact is not one of them. Mm -hmm. Why is that? It's perform. It feel. It also feels performative in a skill that I don't feel adept at. Okay. Um, and also, the thought of like not being able to or not hitting someone hard enough is really intimidating. Like if I'm trying to be toppy, and like having someone's pain tolerance be more than I feel comfortable hitting someone with my skill set. Mm-hmm. Um. Which, like, shouldn't undermine my toppy feelings, but does. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm getting more into topping in the past, I don't even know how long. Um, I don't get to do it very often, in part because, like, I'm only really drawn to doing it with, like, a pretty specific type of person. Like, I want them to be good communicators, and I want to know them pretty well so I can read them pretty well. So I often end up doing it with friends. And it's weird because, like, it's a kink thing that does not turn me on at all. Like, I definitely don't notice any kind of, like, arousal in the traditional sense. And yet I also really enjoy it psychologically, which has been, like, an interesting thing. Like, I'm I'm reading a lot lately about how, like, a lot of asexual people are interested in kink and practice kink. And um, there's a study that found that actually ace people fantasize about kink and BDSM at the same rate as allosexual people which is fascinating to me um and it's making me think a lot about how like there's a lot of kinks that you can get enjoyment out of that don't that doesn't necessarily have to be sexual or that can be sexual sometimes um Mm -hmm. and and topping in a lot of different things but especially in impact for me is like that where like i don't get turned on Uh, i often say like it's not hot to me but it's fun or it's like engaging or absorbing And it's also something I really enjoy when I'm feeling depressed or anxious because it's one of the only things that really quiets my brain down because much like meditation or, um, you know, running or other kinds of things that kind of force you into flow state, it's like I have to focus so hard to make sure I'm hitting the person where I want to hit them and at the right speed and at the right pressure and paying attention to their reactions and stuff. And it's like this synthesis of all these different things. I just get really, really focused and I kind of forget everything else that's going on in my brain. It's really nice. Yeah, and you're good at it. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. I think I think I've gotten better, but Yeah. I'm coming to New York in October. Hmm. Excellent. <laughs> Figure this out. Yeah, I've gotten into flogging a lot lately too, actually. Mm-hmm. Because like flogging is one of those things that is like 
difficult until you know how to do it. And even when you know how to do it, you still have to focus quite a lot to make sure that you're hitting the right spot and the right speed and everything. Um, for me, much more so than something like a paddle where it's just sort of like, it'll, it'll hit where you're aiming it basically. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, floggers are really fun. I really enjoy the sounds of them and I really enjoy, um, people's reactions. Cause I think a lot of people who, especially who've never been flogged before are not expecting it to feel how it does. Like it's very sort of like thuddy and almost like a massage and it can be very relaxing. Yeah. Yeah, I the sound of floggers is like half the fun for me. It's so good. I love it. I have two bright pink floggers, and one of them is stingier, one of them is thuddier, and uh, I want to I want to learn how to do that like double flogging thing. So I think that would be really yes. I think, it's, I think that's what it's called. I gotta practice. I gotta get out my pillow and start practicing. <laughs> yes, I so I went to the Renaissance Fair this weekend, mm-hmm. and my roommate because they love me. <laughs> took me to a show with someone uh with single tails and that was like okay. most of the show was just like cool whip tricks amazing the dude juggled whips while cracking them <laughs> i don't know how and then he ended the show by lighting them on fire and <laughs> cracking them i always forget that ren fairs have such kinky undertones and sometimes overtones <laughs> ren fairs are so kinky <laughs> Do you have, uh, what are your favorite impact toys these days? So I got, um, I have a paddle from Hollow Leather, uh, H-O-L-L. And it's, uh, like crocodile skin. Uh, it's like this turquoise crocodile skin, um, attached to, like cut out at a weird angle and attached to a black paddle, like a black Mm -hmm. leather paddle. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really, really cool. Um, so that's really good. And I had a really awesome scene with it the first time I used it. Mm-hmm. So, like, that could also be why I like it so much. Good memories. Yeah. <laughs> um, I still love the Lexan paddle. Um, yeah, Lexan is sort of like acrylic or plexiglass or something. We both have this Lexan paddle from an Etsy store that is sadly no more. Um, and yeah, I really like that one too. They're like, Lex and Paddles are around. Yeah. Um, and a, can I just say a fist? (laughs) Fists are so fucking great. Fists are just my favorite things sexually. (laughs) Like, (laughs) in all ways that you can use them. They're the all-purpose sex toy, really. They really are. (laughs) I really should start checking out people's hands more. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this is a a general tip, but, like, I've often found, like, I know a lot of people who are new to impact play and are interested in it kind of psychologically or from a kink perspective, but they are worried about the sensations of it or when they've tried it, they haven't liked it. And typically, I have two pieces of advice for these people. I always ask them, like, when you have gotten spanked before, have you received proper warm-up? Because that's often the issue. Like, people Mm -hmm. are like, oh, I didn't like it because it hurt too much and I couldn't take it. And it's like... Um, if you tell an kind of inexperienced top that you want to get hit, often they'll just like hit you really hard. And that's for a lot of people, that's not what they want. You got to like warm up and start slow and build up and let the skin uh, warm up and um, get used to it. And then you can increase your pain tolerance and increase your endorphins and stuff. So there's that. But then there's also the thuddy versus stingy thing, which like a lot of people are like, I don't like receiving impact. And what they actually don't like is stingy impact. 
Yeah. So if people have not liked um, getting like open hand slapped on the ass before or the thighs or whatever, but they're interested in receiving more impact, I often will try the fists because the like thuddy fist with like a follow through, like don't just like bounce the fist off, but like actually like continue punching into the flesh. Um, that feels so different from getting open hand slapped and a lot of people like it a lot more. Yeah. Like aim for the other side of their body. When you're punching them. <laughs> yeah. Like aim for that spot just in front of them. Yes. Another thing that like a lot of people don't seem to know about, but is super important is that there are good and, and less good spots on an ass to hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously it depends on the person, but like generally like the so-called sweet spot is sort of like if you imagine a circle that goes around like the inner tops of the thighs to like the inner butt cheeks. This is really hard to describe in an audio medium. <laughs> the part of the butt that touches the chair when you're sitting down. Yes. Um, kind of like where like the sit bones are. Um, yeah. It's often referred to in like spankophile communities as the sweet spot because um, it kind of like jiggles the genitals. So, like that feels good. And um, I think it also just must be connected to some really good nerves or something. I don't know the science of it, but it, for me, that feels so much better and, like, much more sexual than getting hit on, like, the outer parts of the ass. When, it's very uh, good. When Dirty Lola teaches spanking, she calls that the booty meats. <laughs> you can hit the booty meats, you can hit the thigh meats, or you can hit the thigh crease. Mm-hmm. Oh, the thigh crease is really good. That's a very, very sensitive area. And you can, like, really get in there with, like, a cane or something. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, impact toys, though. I was going to answer that. Yes. I get too excited about impact, and then I just talk for 500 hours. But that's okay. (laughs) We we definitely started this by being like, we'll jump right into listener questions. We'll just, like, (laughs) riff on spanking for, like, 10 minutes. We'll uh, we'll come up with something to say. It's fine. We'll just riff on it. We're good. We'll get to it. It's okay. Um, yeah, my fave right now is by Wheel and Breach, which is a local to me Toronto company that makes gorgeous, gorgeous handmade wooden impact toys. Um, they make some of the prettiest stuff I've ever seen, but they make a truncheon, uh, which has like grooves for your fingers. So it's comfortable to hold and a leather wrist strap. And the one I have is made of purple heart, which is a slightly heavier wood. So it's on the thuddier side. I really like that wooden bats, if they're smooth, they have kind of like a stingy uh, surface sensation and then also a bit of thud to them. So it's a nice mix. Um, I also have my stone crop, which we've talked about so many times on the show. We got it uh, at uh, Leather and Latte in Minneapolis, and it's like a crop that's made of a fucking flat piece of like obsidian or some shit. Uh, very bruisey, very good. And yeah, I'm going to say a fist too. God damn it. I love fists. Yeah. <laughs> Can I also just, like, shout out to my, uh, Mjolnir meat, like, what are the things that you hit meat with? Meat tenderizer? Meat tenderizer. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because I have one of those. Because mm-hmm. it, like, they had it, it's Thor's hammer, and they had it at, uh, Think Geek, and I was, it was there, it's like meat tenderizer, and I was like, yeah, okay, that's what I'm getting it for. Sure. <laughs> All that steak I can't afford. <laughs> um, the other great thing that you can do if you've if you've like never done impact play before, or even if you have and you just want to like 
broaden your scope um go to a kitchen supply store and get like a a wooden spoon or a heavy wooden cutting board make sure it's something that you can comfortably hold so that it's not going to like fly out of your hand like a lot of cutting boards have like a nice handle on them and you want one that's Mm -hmm. like ergonomic in the hand um and then maybe even has like a string on it that you're supposed to hang it from because then you can put that over your wrist um because those tend to be like pretty thuddy um and they'll have a bit of sting to them too and they're not too expensive and they're they're a good way to get into it yeah thing to be careful with wooden spoons um Mm -hmm. just like talk to your partner beforehand because a lot of people may have been hit with that as a child Mm. and may feel some type of way about that or it might be bringing up like trauma feelings or whatever yes absolutely i uh i was hit as a i was spanked as a child as a punishment and I didn't used to have that discussion with new partners because it just felt like too heavy to bring up. But uh, especially when I'm getting into like more psychological play with my impact play, I do like to have that conversation and be like, here are some things to avoid that are going to remind me of that. And here are some ways to kind of like redirect into something that it will be more fun for me. Um, Because yeah, that's not a fun thing to be reminded of. Yeah. All right, so before we get to the listener questions, do you have any, like, tips or advice for someone who's just, like, listening to this and being like, huh, that spanking thing, tell me more? (laughs) Yeah, beginner tips. Um, I would suggest you uh, look up, like, a diagram of the body. I'll try to find one and link it in the show notes because there are a lot of these diagrams online that just show you, like, where the safe and unsafe places on the body are to hit. Um, cause that's good to know. Like a lot of people go for like the ass and the thighs, which are safe bets. Cause there's a lot of flesh in that area. Um, but if you're wanting to branch out to other areas, you should know where you can and cannot hit. Like don't hit organs, don't hit bones, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like um, I mentioned getting hit in the chest and there are parts of the chest that are very okay. And parts of the chest that are very not okay. Yeah. And also like not even just physically, but psychologically, like you're going to want to have conversations with your partners about like which parts they are and are not okay with getting hit. Because like I know the chest can be a difficult one for trans folks sometimes. Um, And like there are a lot of like body insecurity reasons that might make certain parts of the body less likely to be hit. Like when I've been having bad body feels, sometimes I don't like to get a hit on my thighs because I can feel them jiggling. And that just makes me feel bad in my soul. Um, not so much lately, but like, yeah, that has definitely come up for me in the past. So have conversations about your motivations, um, for wanting to do these things with your partner or partners. Um, a basic tool that we often recommend also is the one to 10 pain scale. I literally would not be able to hit people without this. Mm -hmm. Um, so basically you establish beforehand with your partner that you're going to use a one to 10 pain scale. So you're going to check in and you're the top is going to be like, where was that last hit on your pain scale? And um, if your partner says three and then you ask them where they want to be and they say maybe like a five, then you know you can build up. But if you're hitting them what you think is quite gently and they say that's a seven, you know you need to adjust what you're doing. So this is a really great way to like establish some common language and like get to know a new person's body in this way. Yeah, this is what when I was talking earlier about being like, I guess I'm a pain slut. It's because of this. It's because <laughs> people go, what was that? And I go, ah, six. And they go, oh. <laughs> Yeah, the thing I love about the pain scale, too, this is really important to know, especially if you're a new top, is uh, when someone's getting hit and they're getting pain and they're going into subspace, it can get a lot harder to form sentences. So Mm -hmm. even if you're asking them questions, they might not really be able to answer that question very articulately. Like even someone saying to me, like, do you want more? Like, sometimes I'm in a headspace where I'm like, I don't know, like, do do you think I should take more? Like, I don't know. Um, So if they can get, like, a a read on me from the pain scale, that can often be much more helpful. 
Yeah, like, I have trouble with the pain scale. I couldn't do anything harder than that. Like, people yeah. will, people <laughs> will ask me, and I, like, I have to be like, uh, wow, <laughs> shit, uh. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'll be, like, a five or a six, because, like, I can't even decide that. Like, yeah. it really can take away your decision-making faculties a lot, which is also why you need to discuss and plan and negotiate your whole scene before you start it, please. That's very important. Yeah. Um, including, like, talk about what you're going to do for aftercare. Another thing, really quickly, is uh, the green, yellow, red uh, safe word scale. I use this with all of my kink partners. It's, it's very important um, because you can ask someone, what color are you? And that, again, is, like, a very simple question for them to be able to answer. And if they're enjoying it and want more, they can say green. And if uh, they're wanting to scale back or um, have something to tell you or something like that, they can say yellow. Uh, and if they need to stop immediately, they can say red. And that's very simple and um, very, you can universalize that. Yeah. Okay. I asked Twitter and Instagram for questions from listeners about impact play and spanking. And we got a lot. People are very curious about this subject. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. Definitely the number one thing people wanted to know was about bruises uh a lot of people wanted to know how to make bruises happen or what implements make them likelier uh a couple people wanted to know how to make sure they don't happen um what are your thoughts on bruises so i absolutely adore bruises they're one of my favorite things about spanking yeah um definitely like top five Mm -hmm. uh and bottom five let's be real (laughs) I had someone uh, hit me recently, ask about marks, and and he was like, do you want me to avoid marks? And I was like, no, no, please find them, as many (laughs) as we can. Um, I've found, so I don't bruise super easily anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know that I ever really did. Um, I find I bruise more with, so hitting the same area over and over, obviously, is going to bruise better whereas mm-hmm. if you want to avoid it you want to move around and hit different areas mm-hmm. i find i bruise more with stingy stuff than i do yeah. thuddy like thuddy leaves me aching the next day mm-hmm. but sting is gonna bruise is gonna give me something visible yeah the only thuddy implement i have that really bruises is like a leather wrapped bat and i have no idea why it does because what you just said has always been my experience as well um I find that harder implements tend to do it more. So, like, the stone one is one of the bruisiest ones that I have for that reason. Mm-hmm. Lexan is pretty hard, so that does it. I find that if I don't do enough warm-up, that often will leave a bruise. But, like, that's so not fun for me that I never want to do that. Like, that's not worth it for me, so I don't do that. Yeah, and, like, really massaging the skin while you hit it. Mm. Um like, in between smacks, like, just grabbing at it and, like, massaging it and, like, even, like, grinding your knuckles into it and just, like, really messing with that area is gonna bring more blood flow into it and is gonna bruise more. Right, because bruising is uh, the breaking of the capillaries. Um, I've also heard our friend Taylor say that if you kind of bite around the edges of a newly formed bruise, that it can expand the bruise and make it worse, so that's cool to know. Mm. When I am topping someone and they want to bruise, typically what I'll do is I'll like warm up a larger area and then I'll tell them I'm going to hit one area really hard, like a certain number of times. 
Um, and that, that's a psychological tool that I really enjoy as both a top and a bottom is like telling the person the number of times I'm going to do it and like also warning them if something I'm about to do is going to hurt particularly a lot. Um, some people don't like warning for stuff like that because they like being surprised by having to endure pain. But I found that most people can take pain more easily if they know what's coming and what to expect. And like, I definitely like that better. So it's also like, just really sorry. It's also just really validating mm-hmm. to be like, okay, that was a hard one. Like they are also acknowledging <laughs> that that was like, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not just yeah. making this up. Like that was all right. Yeah. I've found like over the years of spanking and getting spanked, I find that like the psychological framing tools are almost as important, if not more so actually, as like the physical tools. Um, because the way that I am thinking about pain I'm receiving can really affect how I'm able to take it. And so I really take that into account when I'm hitting someone as well. Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to avoid bruising, God, this happens so infrequently to me, but like it's occasionally happened if like I had a photo shoot coming up or something. Um, sometimes getting hit through clothes can help because then the impact isn't as stingy and isn't making direct contact with my skin. Um, or I'll just use sort of like softer, thuddier implements. Okay. Someone wanted to know if there's any way to spank yourself. This is actually such an interesting topic for me and I've, I've done far too much research on this. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say you have, I mean, yes, it's possible. Yes. Um, I think it depends on your relationship to pain and your relationship to impact. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, like I was saying, it's it's almost like it's tied to exhibitionism in a way that I can't, like, it's not worth it if there's no one else there for me. Mm-hmm. Not even there's, if you were, like, on cam? If I'm on cam, like fine but i still don't super enjoy it Mm because i can't hit myself as hard as i want to be hit yeah so like i'll do it but it's nowhere near the same experience yeah yeah i've done it a lot um both for reasons of like alleviating anxiety and depression symptoms which is potentially problematic for reasons I'm not going to get into here because I've gotten into them elsewhere on the internet. (laughs) Um, I'll link a thing in the show notes about um, spanking and mental health where I touched on kind of the idea of like whether self-spanking is self-harm and I like interviewed psychologists about it and stuff. I'll link it in the show notes. I don't really want to get into it right now because I've I've just talked to death on it. But um, the other reason I've done self-spanking is in the context of phone sex with my long-distance partner because we're both really into him hitting me, but of course you can't really do that in a long-distance context until, like, teledildonic types of spanking devices are invented. <laughs> um, so we have a system whereby uh, he'll tell me, like, an intensity out of 10, and then he'll say the word now when he wants me to hit myself, and he'll, like, build up um, hits over time with that um i usually do it on my thighs because that's the easiest place for me to hit for a long period of time without getting tired i find that if i'm like bent over trying to hit my ass like i do really enjoy that because it definitely does feel different than thigh impact but um my arm gets tired and i can't sustain it for as long as i want or hit myself as hard as i want to so thighs are typically better for that um Mm. just like make sure if you're hitting yourself that you have safety measures in place um, like when I'm doing it on the phone with my partner, like he has, uh, the nearest hospital to my apartment programmed into his phone and stuff like that. But 
if you're doing it by yourself, probably don't go too hard. You don't want to like accidentally knock yourself out or something. You probably will have wisdom on this. Someone on Instagram wanted to know if you had advice for going to a kink workshop for the first time, if you're nervous about it. So I would say find out as much as you can about the space. Like if it's a shop, maybe try going on a day other than the workshop just to like see what it's like. If it's a, if it's held in like a kink event or a dungeon, see if you can get someone who already knows the space that can go with you. Mm -hmm. Um, either way, see if there's someone that you can get, that you can be comfortable going with, because then if you're feeling uncomfortable, you can just kind of talk to them. Mm -hmm. Um, see if you can research, like, I'm, I'm the kind of person, if I'm anxious about something, I learn as much as I can, right? So you can kind of look into, like, who the presenter is and kind of get an idea of what to expect. Mm -hmm. Because for me, the scariest thing about going into a space like that is the, like, not knowing at all what you're about to walk into. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense and also resonates with how I experience anxiety. Um, I also always bring a notebook and pen and preferably like at least one other thing I can entertain myself with, like a book or my phone, um, so that if there are periods of just like waiting around, I don't just like feel awkward and uncomfortable and like I have something to do if I don't feel like talking to people there. Um, I think it's also good to go in with like a couple of questions that you have so that you're not mm, caught off yeah. guard if the presenter wants those or so that you have a specific goal, uh, something that you're trying to get out of the workshop. Um, I often find that if I have a goal in mind for any kind of thing that I'm nervous about, then it makes me feel less nervous about it. Any tips if you have neighbors and really thin walls? <laughs> this is so real. I... Impact play can get so loud. <laughs> It really can. I I don't know if I have good advice because I just got a new roommate and part of the interview process was me and my roommate being like, so how do you feel about kink? <laughs> so like, we just like throw that shit out there. Mm -hmm. We're like, hey, so we're fucking weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shit's going to get weird in here. <laughs> and the impact is the least weird thing, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I have, uh, my roommate is one of the loudest sex havers I've perhaps ever met in my life. And she told me that when I met her for the first time. And yet I still have anxiety about being too loud when I'm having phone sex with my boyfriend. <laughs> because um, I, I, I think part of me is like, oh, she probably just thinks I'm in here by myself. And that this is just what I sound like when I'm masturbating. And I just like get in my head about that. But um, I, uh... So, my last roommate, uh -huh. um, so I'm really good friends with one of my roommates, and we have a third roommate who uh, has been a couple of different people in the time we've been here, and we've never really been close with them. But one of them, we had a whole thing going, because that was the only person in the apartment that none of us had heard fuck. <laughs> and we're like, no, if you have to listen to us... <laughs> We have to have heard. Otherwise, it's just not fair. Like, otherwise, then we're the weird ones. <laughs> we had, like, a complex about it. Like, people would come over and we'd be like, does he have a date? <laughs> yeah, there, there are benefits to being the quieter roommate sexually, but then there are also downsides to it, uh, which I won't get into on this podcast. <laughs> but okay, um... 
thinking more quietly. Um, I once uh, had a sex date with a vanilla man who wanted to hit me, but was really concerned because we were in a hotel with very thin walls. And so he was trying to like hit me under the covers. And I was like, this is not, you can't get a good running start on a hit. It's just not going to work. So what I have learned is punching is much, much quieter than slapping. Mm -hmm. Um, On my first date with my boyfriend, um, we were doing kink stuff in a public area where we weren't supposed to be doing kink stuff and we could hear construction workers across the hall and he was obviously like visibly concerned about it and I was like hey punching's quieter than slapping so that's the story of how I got punched a bunch on a first date um, and <laughs> it is it is much much quieter it's very good um, I would also say if you're like going to a sex shop and you're like testing impact implements on your arm or whatever um, maybe pay attention to how much noise they make including when you hit a little bit harder if that's a concern for you um a lot of like thuddier or like more cushioned toys are going to be softer uh audibly softer (laughs) yeah (laughs) got a question about how impact works when you already are in pain in other ways like whether it's chronic pain or some kind of acute pain situation yeah, um, so I have I have chronic pain in my joints relating to depression, um, according to my doctors. I kind of still think it might be something undiagnosed, but maybe I'm a hypochondriac, I don't know. Yeah. But um, so uh, for me, I like receiving impact when I'm having a bad pain day for the most part, as long as it's going to be in a position that isn't going to flare up existing symptoms. So like my knees and hips are bad sometimes, which can affect like the types of positions I can be in. Um, on like particularly bad joint pain days, I might just have to sort of lie flat across someone's lap and that's going to be kind of the only comfortable way for that to work. Um, but I also know people with chronic pain disorders who kind of lost interest in consensual pain after they developed those disorders because it was just sort of like there was enough pain in their life already. They didn't want to have more. So, you know, it really depends on the person and how they experience pain and what they get out of it and, like, how severe their other pain is. So uh, communicate about it, maybe experiment with different things, see what works. Um, There's also an educator named Ignixia who teaches about chronic pain and disability and kink. Um, I'll have a look and see if they have any resources and, and try to link them in the show notes about that. Someone is curious how you test impact implements, like at a store or whatever. On my left forearm. Same. Why? I think that it's the easiest place to hit myself that is also not like... Like, people would come into the sex shop and spank their own ass with the implements, and it's like, "Mm, you don't need to... (laughs) You don't need to be doing all that. Yeah. Like... That's slightly too sexual for, like, a toy that someone else is also going to pick up and do something with in, like, a store. Like, I get that you have jeans on, but, like, maybe don't. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, thighs occasionally, Mm -hmm. depending on the implement. Like, I might hit myself in the thigh. But also, I'm wearing jeans. So, like, I'm not actually going to get a feel for it on my skin, Mm -hmm. even if I do want to hit my ass or thigh. Yeah. My arm is just, like, right there, and you can get the skin. Yeah. And the arm's got a little bit of flesh on it as opposed to something like your hand, which is just like all bones. Like if you hit yourself accidentally too hard on your hand, you could literally break a bone. Um, And also it's it's not going to feel the same because you're probably going to be hitting yourself on like a slightly fleshier area. So the arm is kind of one of the more like accessible in public places that has a bit of flesh on it. 
Yeah, and also, like, your nerves in your hand are, like, intense. Yeah. Like, getting hit in the hand is, like, getting hit in the bottom of the foot. Like, mm-hmm. there's, like, you can do it, but goddamn. <laughs> yeah, I also find that the arm can be, the, the inner forearm can be a good approximation of what kind of marks I might expect from the toy. Because uh-huh. um, I'm going to see right away if there are welts coming up or, or something like that. Um, and that's going to give me a sense for whether it's what I'm looking for. I went birthday shopping for you once at uh, Purple Passion, a leather shop in Chelsea, mm-hmm. and uh, left this. It was like a wonky mental health day for me too, mm-hmm. um, and like I was testing all these different implements and everything. And I left the store, and my whole forearm was black and blue. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> welp, <laughs> yikes, whoops." <laughs> It's like the kinky equivalent of when you go to a, like a Sephora and like test out a million lipsticks on the back of your hand. Yep. <laughs> Femme life over here. I should do both of those things in one day sometime and just have a really messed up looking arm. <laughs> <laughs> Self-care day, am I right? Um, okay. Questions about face slapping. People are really nervous about face slapping. They want to know like, why is it good and how do you do it safely? Um, and just a brief tangent, um, you sent me a video today that I do want to talk about. <laughs> I forgot about that. Like we said we were going to talk about it and I forgot it existed until right now. You were like, you sent me a video and I was like, did I? I'm sorry. What was it? <laughs> okay, so Beck sent me a video today that is in Russian, so I don't understand what's going on. But it appears to be a Russian face slapping competition, and it's doesn't it doesn't seem sexual or kinky. It's just sort of like big beefy Russian dudes competitively slapping each other's faces, and they're surrounded by referees, and a winner is declared. I don't know by what criteria. No idea. I want to put on a competition like this. I think that we should do it. So for context, I work at Make Love Not Porn now, uh, which is a really awesome startup. DM me if you want to hear more about it. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Um, But part of my job, most of my job, is curating people's real-world sex videos to put them on the site. So anyone who submits a video, it gets watched by a human being to make sure that uh, it's not, like, pirated content or there's, like, it's totally in line with what we want on the website. And then we post it, which means all day I am watching videos of people having sex. Which is great. Um, but there was one where the sound, the audio was off by just a tiny bit, and I, and it was a spanking video, and I was like, something's wrong here. I'm almost certain it's off, but I need to go find a slapping sound somewhere else on the internet. I love that you couldn't just look up a video, like any video that has sound. You had to specifically look up slapping because you're you. Well, because (laughs) I was trying, like, I could, I was hearing the sound on other stuff. Like, it Mm. it was playing fine, but I was, I was, it was something about, like, when the hand hit the skin. Because it was Mm. just by a second, and I was like, does it, when does the sound actually happen? Am I Mm. wrong? Like, (laughs) it was very, like, weirdly off. Um... Mm -hmm. So I just went to YouTube and typed in slapping, (laughs) and the first thing that came up was a YouTube channel called Russian Bears, (laughs) and I clicked on it, and it was Russian Bears slapping each other in the face in a competition. 
Bears as in humans, not as in yes. the, the animal bear. Although that would also be hilarious, and I'm here for that if someone wants to create that cartoon or whatever. But yeah, um, so that happened, and I think I have a new kink. <laughs> and they're like, in, like one guy got rocked. Like, he hit him in the face, and the guy almost went down. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so face slapping. <laughs> I actually almost know nothing about the safety of face slapping so i'll try to find a resource to link in the show notes i know that like you want to really be careful not to hit the person's jaw and in my experience like kind of aiming for the middle of the cheek where it's the most fleshy is going to be your best bet Mm -hmm. um because you really don't want to hit the jaw or the nose or the ear is really bad i've had a bunch of people do that not a fan yeah no yeah aim for the middle of the cheek um I am a big fan of face slapping in certain contexts. Um, I find I only want to do it these days with partners I'm very emotionally intimate with because there is a very high likelihood that it will make me burst into tears. And it's not just crying. It's not just like surface level crying. It's like I really fall into the well of like submissive sadness. And sometimes I am like filled with despair and I just need to like sit with that for a few minutes. And that sounds bad, but it's actually sometimes exactly what I need. Like it's a catharsis that can be really important for me, but I don't want to do it with just anybody because I think I would start to panic. But it is really useful in that situation. It does make me really subspacey really fast, which can also be useful. See, that's interesting. Cause like, I can't do it with people that I'm not like super close with because like, well, because I'll hit them back. Um, <laughs> cause it's really like, for me, it's really disorienting, mm-hmm. but also like insulting, I guess. Yeah. Like, a lot of people consider it part of like humiliation play and stuff like that. It's, it's not humiliating for me though. Like it, it feels like an affront. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, that testosterone kick kicks right in. Kind of, yeah. Like, <laughs> and I can enjoy it with very specific people. Mm-hmm. But like, like there are contexts where it would be cool. But like, with most, like with most people, my like initial reaction is like, "Excuse the fuck, who are you?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, it's just. I get very upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, it's interesting to me that, like, I can see how it would get you in the other direction, but me, it just riles me up. I'm like, what the fucking... <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, see, I have, like, no brattiness in my entire body as a submissive, so, like, there's no part of me that wants to argue with my dom almost ever, so, like... Well, it's not, it's not even really submissive bratty. Like, it pulls me out of that. Mm, yeah. Like, I'm not subby anymore, now just fuck you. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, it makes me super subby. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I, the, that, like, disoriented feeling can be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but only in very specific circumstances. Yeah. I really like face slapping as a top as well, but... It's also something I would probably only want to do with something I know, someone I know pretty well and trust a lot, because um, y- you need them to, you need to trust that they're going to communicate with you about how they're doing. And like, also like people make a lot of faces when you slap their face. Like there's a lot of like reactions happening a lot of the time. And like, I need to know that they're actually okay with what's going on. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's really fun. It makes me feel very very powerful in a way that very few other things do. Yeah. Can we talk about vulva slapping? Someone was curious about this. There was no the question was just vulva slapping question mark. Um. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I used to never be into this, and I would have so many Dom dudes, like, do it without asking, and I'm sure that that was why I wasn't into it, because don't do things like that without asking. Um, And then I kind of got more into it. There is an aspect of, like, humiliation-ish stuff with that for me. I don't really exactly know why, but, um, yeah, it feels like very, very slow vibration, too, for me, so there, there is an element of, like, actual sexual pleasure involved, which is cool. Yeah, it, like, it, I used to, like, laugh at porn where people were, like, just slapping their clit, because I was like, that's not, why, why <laughs> would you do that? Yeah. Um, and then I, like, in a kink context, I was like, oh, right. Of course, And, like, yeah. <laughs> also, this is, like, 16-year-old me who's like, why are you hitting the good bits? <laughs> what are you doing? I don't understand. <laughs> Uh, like i fully recognize now Mm -hmm. um why also just for pleasure reasons you might hit yourself yeah um but also in kink contexts i'm a bigger fan of getting uh kicked than slapped oh interesting yeah what's the term that taylor uses for that cunt busting uh, cunt punting or cunt busting yeah (laughs) i don't know all partner, of the things. My partner sent me a link to one of Taylor's tweets about that a while ago and was like, how do you read this and not immediately Google cunt busting? <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. definitely need, like I need it to, I need it to be much more gentle, um, as you might expect, than impact on other areas. Um, and it can be very impactful, even if it's very, very light. I think also because there's psychological stuff going on there. Um, but don't do it without asking. I, there's so many doms I've known who assume that because I'm into impact and that I'm a submissive that I'm going to want my junk slapped. And I don't know why you would jump to that conclusion. It's very strange to me. Yeah. I don't like, I don't feel super strongly about slapping. Like, I don't know, but like getting kicked with a good pair of leather boots. Mm. I got to try that one next. I'm having a lot of kicking feelings about like ass and thigh region. Which is, I've never tried that, and I would like to. I'm having a lot of feelings about wanting to get stepped on recently, which is Same. Yeah? Yeah. Why does this always happen to us? I don't know. (laughs) Do you also want to be stepped on by, like, gorgeous high femme folks? I was about to say the phrase high femme, Jesus fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been watching Riverdale, and I want Cheryl Blossom to step on me. Mm. I was thinking more like Rosa Diaz, but... I mean also yeah yeah um yeah I'm always down like, with that I, too I'm like I'm not into feet or boots it's just not really a kink thing for me and then I'm like but I have so many fantasies involving boots <laughs> it's just weird because like for me it's not about the boots it's about like all the psychological things that they imply but it amounts to basically a whole bunch of boot related kinks <laughs> yeah yeah I'm super into boots yeah not feet so much but mm-hmm. yeah but boots mm-hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. But, like, being stepped on with a pair of stilettos, too, though. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> like, I definitely, I, like, I don't really get, like, the stepping on thing. And then, like, lately I've looked at a couple, there have been a couple of, like, gorgeous high femme folks that I'm like, step on my face. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, God. All right. Well, I'm going to look at high heels after this. I have one more question, and then we're going to call it a night. Um, and I love this question because it's important and underrated. What should an impact top say between hits? Ooh. I like them to talk about how hard they're hitting me or mm-hmm. like if they're impressed or they want me to take more or like just like think like the sexier version of a sports commentator. <laughs> <laughs> Just the like great keep Bambino me apprised. All in shot. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep me apprised as to the goings on of the spanking. <laughs> uh, tell me how great I am. That's always mm-hmm. good. Good mm-hmm. boy. Fantastic. Yep. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I wrote a post about strategies for taking more pain, and there was a whole section about this. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, because the things tops say, I have found, have a great impact on, on how much I'm able to take. Um, and it's important to have an understanding of your bottom's motivations for wanting to take pain, because some people are very into the narrative of, like, this is a punishment, I am bad, that's why I'm being hit. Some people are very much not into that. Um, I do not like the punishment narrative. Uh, it me makes neither. me feel genuinely bad about myself. Um, I like to be told I'm getting hit as a reward or because my top likes it or because I like it or because it makes me feel good or it makes me feel spacey. Um, I also like to be told how pretty I am. Um, and one that my partner has kind of discovered, which like I never would have known to ask for this because it doesn't even really make sense narratively, but my partner will often say to me in the middle of a spanking, you're safe, mm. uh, which I've found is something that I deeply, deeply need to hear sometimes in those moments and would never have really known that I needed to hear, but it can really sort of like ground me in the moment and remind me that I am safe and that um, pain is fun and that, you know, even though my body is having kind of a defensive reaction to what I'm feeling, that it's actually a perfectly okay thing. Yeah. Also, it's great, like, if you know that the person gets turned on from being hit, it's great to, like, talk about the sex shit that you're going to do to them afterwards. Yes. Because then they're, like, they have something to look forward to and they're getting more turned on. Um, you can, like, take little breaks and t- touch their bits and, like, talk about what you're going to do to their bits after you're done and after they get through it or whatever. That's really fun. I also really enjoy spanking, like, in conjunction with ass worship stuff, Mm -hmm. which, like, seems like a toppy thing, but... (laughs) Doesn't have to be. Yeah, no, I am into ass worship as a sub who wants their ass worshipped. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, I just want to be a bottom and a sub and you to tell me how great I am about Mm -hmm. all the things. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I just want, I just want to be the laziest and be praised for it. (laughs) Seems good. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Okay, are we done? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us for this brand spanking new episode of The Dildworks. (laughs) 
I've okay. been Kate Sloan. You can find my sex blog at girlyjuice.net and the rest of my writing at katewritesaboutsex.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at girly underscore juice. Who are you, friend? I'm Bex. You can find all my writing at bextalksex.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at bextalksex. Together we're the Dildorks. We're on Twitter and Instagram at the Dildorks, and you can find us at thedildorks.com. You can also find us by searching the Dildorks in your favorite podcast app, and while you're there, rate and review us, because it'll make me smile. Um, it really has an impact on our lives. <laughs> it really does. No, like, seriously, folks, it super matters. Uh, yes, thank you. And, yeah. Um... Also, you can go to patreon.com slash the dildorks to toss a couple of bucks our way and help us keep this show running. We're also always collecting listener questions to answer on the show. We want to do one coming up that's like all listener questions. So if you have those, you can email us. Our email address is thedildorks at gmail.com. Thank you so much to Protodome for letting us use his song, I Want You in My Bedroom, as our theme song. And to Amy, who did our logo for us. She is at starboots underscore on Twitter. And as always, thank you to you for listening. Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. Bye. Bye. Yes, I am. I know all the words. <laughs> You're so on task. You're just like wasting bloopers here. Never waste a good bloop. Okay, now I'm recording. Okay. So many wasted bloops. It's okay. But now our audio will be good. We remember them. We do. They will live on in our hearts. <laughs> oh, hang on one second, actually. Can I... Where is my telephone? Cat, is it under your belly? <laughs> it is under your belly. <laughs> <laughs> I need it. Give it to me. <laughs> oh no, that's my laptop. I don't need my laptop. I need my phone. Oh, it wasn't under your... You may lay back down. <laughs> Where did it... Oh, it's under my belly. <laughs> Alright. God, I need a pun. Uh, I've used every single spanking pun that has ever I... existed. Um, my brain, for some reason, did the end of the trends like these things. That Am I forgetting anything, Brent? <laughs> You're forgetting that we need to go get spanked. <laughs> and then I was like, that's not the end of our show. That's the end of a different show. The recurring theme in Dildorks bloops is us just making fun of the trends, boys. <laughs> All right. I, I sent Brent a DM the other night um, that was just, I am very extremely high and your podcast is good. That is all. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, thank you, friend. And I never answered. Like, that was the whole conversation. You don't need to answer that. That's he fine. just That's needed to know that. Because <laughs> his okay. most recent episode, he went on a whole, like, rant about weed. And I was baked. And I was like, this is genius. <laughs> mm.